Gary Louise Stoller. Laura Vacation Day. Laura Vacation Day is here. Welcome to a day in sports. This is going to be exciting. It is great to be here. We have a packed agenda, Laura, and I think we're going to start off with something we've not done before. That's true. Everyone, this is exciting. We're bringing in some youth to the podcast. And here is the youth. He's he's joined us. This is Felix Kloman, everyone. He just recently, not recently, but he signed to play basketball at Brown University. He's a baller extraordinaire. Um, and so we're welcoming Felix because we thought it'd be interesting to hear from a college athlete about his experience and thoughts about the season and what that's like. And then he's going to talk a little bit about the NBA bubble, which is a pretty exciting place. So welcome, Felix. Felix, welcome. Welcome to a day in sports. Hi, yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be on. Excited to talk a little basketball, a little sports. Tell us a little <clears throat> bit about your uh, your thoughts on the college situation. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like I mean, it seems like all schools are doing it a little bit differently, but for me, um, the way Brown's doing it, freshmen aren't going on campus until December at the earliest, even if you are an athlete and fall sports are done. So my fingers are just crossed for a basketball season, but no one really knows for sure. So just waiting on more information, basically, but hoping there can be a basketball season. My coach was pretty optimistic when he's talking with the team. So fingers are crossed, basically. Yeah. So you just try to stay in shape, I guess, on your own till you get there. Yeah. So they've been, so the strength coach has been setting out like uh, a strength program, uh, sprints, like stuff to keep up the cardio and then lifting stuff like that. But it's different for everyone because obviously not everyone has the same access to weights or whatever with because of incoming freshman classes like we have kids in Canada we have a kid in Texas so kind of the way each state is handling um quarantine differently some kids have more access to weights than others so there's a, there's a range of different like strength programs you can do depending on how much uh like uh like what your gym access is what you have access to so for me I've been lucky enough to my friend has a bunch of weights and stuff so I've been lifting weights there and running sprints on the pingree turf my uh school but uh yeah, they've been they've been sending stuff out out to uh, keep us in shape for sure. Cool, um, interesting. Everyone, see behind the scenes right here on Dan Sports. So, Felix, you're also an NBA fan, so love to hear your thoughts on the bubble. There've been some scrimmages going down. Mavs beat the Lakers. Watch out! Except they never played any of the starters, so it didn't really matter. But um, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the NBA bubble? What's going on? Game starting soon. Yeah, so I love I love the drama of the bubble. The basketball wasn't really doing it for me. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because it was a scrimmage and it was low energy. And uh, but part of it was definitely the crowd noise. Like I, there was one game, like T. Ross on the Magic, Terrence Ross, he hit like a 70 foot, 75 foot jumper or something like full court shot, and like you expect to hear like the cheering and stuff, and it's just like squeaks and like like a couple people clapping their hands. So, I don't know. It's just weird. It was throwing me off a little bit not having any fans, but. I saw they're going to do that Microsoft fan thing where they put fans on the screen. So maybe that'll change it a little bit. But the energy just seemed a little bit low for the actual basketball. But I'm loving all the drama and stories that are coming out of it for sure. Do you have a so. favorite drama or story that you've heard lately that you want to share? Yeah, the one that came out, I think it was yesterday, two days ago. Lou Will went to went to a strip club. And now he's got to quarantine for 10 days. Oh, and, like, and, and he's not going to be able to play the first two games of the, like, Great. Of the, like, of, like, the real of the real return so it's like really dude figure it out but stuff like that i don't know it's just stuff you wouldn't normally get during the real nba season it's just like 
funny little things. And then, uh, you know, what Matisse Thybul on the uh, Sixers. Yes. Yeah, so he's got his own like vlog going about his life in the bubble, which I've been watching. I think it's like three or four episodes out. So I don't know. I find stuff like that really interesting. It's like an inside look on like a life we normally wouldn't get an inside look at, but totally altered. So I don't know. I just find the stories and drama interesting. Yeah, I, I always I was saying in our the previous podcast, like all I I can't wait to know who the one guy is, which we now know who's gonna have to leave and go outside the bubble and and there it was it happened and like probably let his entire team down because he's not going to start to play I mean, no i this know is a it's, long time i know it's it's crazy and it really only does take one person and then you got uh the other aspect of it there was uh there was a, there was a famous uh instagram model that went on twitter and she was like an nba player just invited me to the bubble so then it was like a fall investigation into who could have been <laughs> that invited her like people were like sorting through her followers like which nba players follower trying to pin down who it was so it's like I don't know. I think everyone just wants it to be basketball. So I mean, I think I think people are really kind of mad at Lou Will for breaking breaking quarantine, but I don't know. I'm sure. Oh sure. my gosh, what funny drama, Gary? Right? Uh, it it is. Felix, can I ask you? I want to take you back to um to Brown in preparation. Uh, I'm guessing you finished this past school year um, remote at school, right? Due to coronavirus. Yeah. And and then, you know, you we've all we were all wondering for weeks, will college start on time? Will college start? What about college sports? And now we have some of that information. It sounds like you're keeping busy, you know, having some fun watching the bubble and so on. How about, you know, otherwise, how have you been able to stay positive or stay optimistic? Because this isn't the start you envisioned when you accepted when you uh, committed to Brown. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought when this all started in the spring, I was like, oh, I'll be going to college on time. And I definitely wouldn't be worried about whether I'd be having a season or not. So the fact that we're here now is definitely crazy. But, yeah, just staying outside a lot. Uh, I don't know. At the beginning of quarantine, I was just trying to get outside as much as possible, remain active. Because it's super easy to just sit on my couch all day and watch movies and stuff, which feels good while I do it. But then not so great the day after so just yeah just trying to stay active stay on my feet um trying to pick up new hobbies here and there really but yeah just trying to keep a positive mindset about it too just like just taking what i can get just going along with the situation as it develops so it's really all i can do so and then pretty soon friends. pretty soon felix you're going to be dunking all over those ivy league schools and drinking yeah that's threes on that's them. that's the plan i i hope so fingers <laughs> are crossed me too. I'm gonna come see the game. All y'all follow Brown basketball. For, for the Brown Bears, right? Isn't Bruno? Is it Bruno the the mascot? Yeah. 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 And and now we have Felix Kloman to follow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll a- be following. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the support. It. Hope I can hope I can make it back on one day. You will. He's, All right, well, uh, Felix. What, Gary? Were you gonna say something? No, I was just say our inaugural guest. We owe you, Felix. Believe us. Oh, yeah, I appreciate well, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. Bye, Felix. Bye, thanks. Felix. Go Brown. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what Listen, a great young man. He's awesome. He's a he's a real he's a winner. Um, and he's real got his finger to the pulse of the NBA bubble. Like I had no idea. Somebody jumped the thing and went to a strip club. Guys, this is like good news. Mm-hmm. 
I'm it's telling be- you, the youth of, of tomorrow, they know what's up. It's well, they because they know how to navigate social media, and and we know about Twitter, Facebook, and MySpace. Yeah, I'm still on MySpace, which is not giving me a lot of bubble news. No, and uh, yeah, I I can't get onto Napster anymore. Nope, it's hard. I got I have a couple songs still remaining from Napster, but it's hard to uh, get new ones. But yeah, F- Felix, they and and you know he it, it's his world, right? You know, not yes. just basketball, I'm sure, but. It's a, a major focus for him. So, yeah, we need to we need the inside story from him more often. I agree. And I think we're going to become Brown Bear basketball fans, Gary. We're both going to get jerseys. Cloman, 6'6". Six, six. Did you mention that yet on the air? No, he's big. He's a big kid. He can shoot. I've watched some of his things. And what's wild is how easy it is for him to dunk. Because I remember when he was tiny and he wasn't dunking then. Now he's dunking on people. This is going to be fun. Well, we need a, you know, a safe return, but hopefully it happens sooner than later. To sports. Yeah, I hope so. Agreed. All right. Well, let's get on with the agenda. I th- as we started, we so much has happened. We had to cut things just to keep, uh, keep this from going on and on today, this episode. So let's start with the WNBA. Laura, the season's underway. It's underway, which is kind of cool. Um, seemed pretty successful. There were a bunch of, um, kind of movement, you know, social justice events that happen, but um, everyone's pretty excited. And the crazy part for the first time is that they were on ABC, which <laughs> I'll tell you the last time the WNBA was on ABC, I don't even know if they ever were. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Taking center stage. I did see a, a stat. We'll get to this in, in a little bit that um, 4% of sports, Sports media coverage is devoted to women's sports. Four. Sounds right. Um, so, um, you know, this put a bit more of a spotlight on it. So, with the NBA, we know the season's underway. The one, you know, one of the, the social justice movements you mentioned would have been uh, the Liberty and the Storm in, in the first game of the season a couple of days ago now, where they walked off the court during the anthem, the national anthem. Um, met in the locker rooms and then did uh, a moment of silence for Brianna Taylor, who you and I have spoken of on our Very podcast. Cool. Um, and that's what they chose to do um, in honor of Brianna Taylor and say her name, um, the so- social justice cause now to support um, black women. Um, that's and then awesome. they came back out. On, th- then they came back out on the court. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's awesome. I mean, it feels like, just to add to that, it's not the WNBA, but it's the NBA. LeBron, you know, all he's doing in his press conferences is just talking about Breonna Taylor. Isn't that amazing? Right. Talk about using a platform. It is. And and we know Kyrie, um, as you and I mentioned last episode, has been front and center on it. And the WNBA has made it um, one of their um, missions this uh, season. So more on that. Um, how about Sabrina Ionescu? Did you, you and I spoke of her months ago did you see any footage for i did not i saw Uh, you mentioned something i can't wait to hear about what it is but all i know is she's like the best baller to come out since felix (laughs) cloman a nice reference there um yeah so you you and i talked about sabrina coming out of oregon um a few months back now And, and one i think it's impressive that for the WNBA, you get drafted and then all of a sudden you're playing because you start in the summer. Yeah. 
Um, and they're delayed this year. But she stepped onto a, a New York Liberty squad, and I think she's one of seven rookies. Yeah, but uh, Diana Rossi plays for them, is what I understand, which is like, talk about a legend to play play with. So and so that's what it, that's part of of the story there that they have quite a mix of players, and she had a solid debut. Uh, 12 points, six rebounds, four assists, just a, a nice all-around first game as a professional. Cool. Yeah, I Good think for her. Uh, yeah, I think we all know we're gonna see uh, quite a bit out of Sabrina. Um, so happy to see that. Um, and that's one we get to comment on right from college draft to professional debut. I know it's crazy how they start. So that'll be our second jersey that we'll buy, Gary. Second Sabrina jersey. and Felix. That's right. We need Felix. Uh, well, they have his jer- jersey. Can we get it through Brown? I don't know how that NCAA we'll works. We'll have to wait till the spring. We'll have to. Yeah. Maybe we'll make our own. And then he won't get any money, will he? <laughs> Just Brown University <laughs> will. But that's yeah, that's a good point. That's a bigger that's a bigger topic. That's great. Well, let's move on. Um, let's stay in basketball and go college. Uh, Duke women's basketball. You know a thing or two about Carol Lawson. Yes, Carol Lawson got hired, and you and I think we. The fact is, this is the first black um, coach for to coach Duke's women's basketball team, who's been very successful in the past ten years, maybe fifteen. Um, Carol Lawson was a literal star at the University of Tennessee, which is mm-hmm. a team I love. Um, and she went to the Olympics. She's been a broadcaster for a really long time. So I, I find it exciting that she's coming out of the broadcast booth and headed into college coaching. I think she'll be an amazing coach. She was an amazing leader on any team she was on. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, an Olympian, uh, WNBA NBA champ um, with Sacramento. And after the broadcast booth, so she went to um, the Celtics last June, a year ago, June. That's right. Uh, with um, Brad, why am I blanking on the coach's name? Felix. He knows. He's a big Celtics fan. No idea. I don't know the Celtics coaches. Oh, but um, I can see his face. I can. Yeah, see he face. was the he was the 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 Wunder kid coach at uh, Butler and brought them to yes, the Sweet yes, Sixteen. Yes. Uh, I, I'm blanking. I shouldn't. But anyway, um, he had nothing but great things to say about her as she was interviewing for the Duke job. And she was hired uh, now a couple of weeks ago and just uh, this week, a couple of days ago, hired her assistant coaches. So she is off and running as the first black coach for uh, the Duke women, Blue Devils. Interesting choice, too, because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm like into the barrier breaking to leave the NBA, but maybe she'll make a name for herself at Duke and then can jump straight into being a head coach of the NBA someday. Wouldn't that be Wouldn't cool? That- that would be something, and uh, we won't go get too far into the weeds here, but she hired three fantastic assistant coaches. Um, I'll tell you, I, I'm excited to see what the Duke women can do under her leadership. And that's not, not taking anything away from Joanne McCallie, their, their former um, head coach. She stepped down just because it was 13 wins or 13 seasons. I mean, she had and a lot of wins, but they hadn't done well enough for a few years. So since her contract wasn't being renewed, she stepped down a year early hmm. and they got Carol Lawson. So, you know, good yeah, luck up and up for Duke. 
McCallie, but wow, Duke is positioned, I think, for greatness yet again. Yeah, very exciting. Um, well, let's come all over onto this side of the pond and talk a little bit about football or European soccer. Um, Tell us about it. Tell us about it, Mr. Mr. European himself. Well, we all know that I am still a neophyte with uh, soccer over here. But uh, the Premier League, we, I, I think our listeners know that um, the Premier League has already been underway. Um, finish up, they finish up today. Um, well, they're playing as we speak, actually. And this will determine the final teams that make it to the Champions League and then the teams that are relegated. And that's something we can go into later in a later podcast. Do you know about the um, concept of relegation over here where the, the teams that don't do well go to a minor league uh, system? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like vaguely, but it's an interesting way to go about it. It's not at all how we do it in the States. No, I mean, the, the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns wouldn't be in the NFL, <laughs> right? They'd, they'd go be, play in the SEC for a little while and then come back. Yeah, play in the SEC. You got it. Or, you know, the Canadian Football League. And then there two of those teams would come up and play in the, in the NFL. So anyway, today determines um, the, who gets relegated and who makes it to the Champions League. And the Champions League will – it was interrupted by coronavirus, and it will – begin in about a week and wrap up in August uh, for the season. Uh, so over here, I mean, it's madness because there's so many games in a, in a compressed period of time. You, you know that soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Well, right. I, I'm in the center at over, over here, and it's all people are doing is watching their teams play. It's exciting. Do you like um, hear people team from your house? Uh, you can, yeah. Uh, you'll hear if if I know a, a game's on, I'll hear cheering from another apartment. Or we can't hear it from the pub or the bars anymore because those have have remained closed for months. But um, that used to be the way to tell. You go for a, a walk on a Saturday or Sunday, and <laughs> the bars erupt about every six minutes. It's like um, Dallas, Dallas in college football. <laughs> Similar. Tr it, it's true. Um, and then to to wrap up with with soccer. But make a U.S. connection. There is a young um, American player over here, a phenom, actually, Christian uh, Pulisic or Pulisic. Uh, do you know him? Have you heard of him? No, name sounds familiar. I don't. He, at he, 17 years old, so he's 21 now. At 17 years old, he came over uh, to Europe and went to Bundesliga, the German league, and was touted at the time by a lot of people he's going to be incredible. But some coaches, U.S. coaches said, well, he's good, but, well, as it turns out, he's amazing. <laughs> Sounds um, about right for the U.S.'s uh, talk, soccer talent scouting. <laughs> well, it, it's true. And people now are comparing him to Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan saying if he has longevity, he, he, they believe he's already more talented, certainly at this age. And if he can stick around for another 10 years, it won't, hands down, he'll be the greatest uh, U.S. Uh, uh, American soccer player. Whoa. Watch so out for he, that guy. He, he moved from uh, Bundesliga. He's been playing for Chelsea in the Premier League. So, I mean, he's tearing it up over here uh, on a very big stage. 
Um, and I think Americans will start to hear his name more and more because endorsements are going to pile up after this season that we're in. Yeah. So That's really cool. Hey, everyone, hot off the press. Hot Let off the press. This. It's from Europe. <laughs> But let's go back to the U.S. Staying with soccer, Laura. U.S. women's soccer. What's happening? How exciting is this? I love this story. I immediately sent it to Gary the second I saw it. Um, So a whole bunch of famous people, (laughs) famous women, have gotten together and decided they're going to bring a women's soccer team to L.A., um, where many of them live. Natalie Portman, Jennifer Garner. I, Gary has a list of names. But the fact that, like, this is such a cool idea, right? Like, we talk a lot about women owning ownership or, or people of color ownership. Like, they all just got together and were like, let's do this, um, which I just love. And why? LA is getting a team for the first time. Am I? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to say, Laura, when you first sent me the article... I misunderstood. I thought Natalie Portman, among others, I thought she was one of um, the, the the new owners or investors, but that it was led by, you know, like they always are, a business person. Mm-hmm. But no, she's the lead. After Natalie Portman. Um, America Ferrara, Jen Garner, Ava Longoria, Lily Singh, Jessica Chastain. The list goes on. That's a heck of a list. And former, it is right. And then former um, women's soccer players, Mia Hamm, uh, Abby Wambaugh, Lauren Chaney Holiday, and the list continues to go on, <laughs> as well as Serena Williams. Oh. Um, and, and she's connected to some venture capital as well. Uh, it's a powerhouse group. Um, and, and this is where I, I bring up the 4% media coverage again that. Natalie Portman said, one, she's a fan of women's soccer, but two, it really bothered her and lit a fire under her when she learned that that women's sports get for 4% of media coverage. How cool. And with those, with those women, that's a powerful group. Like, that's going to become a popular thing in LA. And soccer's a pretty popular in LA in general, right? I mean, like, that's the LA Galaxy, the men's team is is probably I don't know this I'm making this up but I bet they're the most successful of the franchises for men's soccer. Yes, uh, Seattle and LA. I think LA probably still is financially, but Seattle and LA are the two have the two biggest following. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, we'll be following that, uh, Gary. Jersey number three. We will be spring 2022 is when they'll start. They do not have team name and logo yet but they're going publicly by um the los angeles angel city mm. so they're the angel city squad right now cool. until they come which i think is a cool temporary name it's really cool and will abby wambach and mia ham come out of retirement to play no i i think they both still could yeah uh, but they certainly okay. add um some good star power Um, But that's all that's behind this team, it seems. Not all, but I mean, there's so many. So So much star power. And I think the the money's there. And as you said, I I predict this to be wildly successful in LA. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be. Um, All right. Well, let's now move to uh, American football. Uh, The NFL, Laura, what's going on with the Washington 
formerly known as the Redskins. Washington football team. They they aren't deciding on a mascot. So <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so they're just going to go by the Washington football team for now, like a placeholder until what? Like, I don't understand. What, you know uh, what I mean? Like, how do they decide? What do you I think? Don't know. Officially, officially, they're known now for this season as the Washington football team. It's so funny. People are, I mean, a lot of ex-football players that I've been watching on TV talking about it are like, well, who are you, then who are you inspired to play for? Like, they're, they can't believe they haven't picked a mascot. And I don't know if it's too controversial. I, I don't know why a mascot hasn't been picked. That blows my mind. Uh, well, one, it tells us that Dan Snyder was in no way prepared to do this right he sh they should have had names vetted and ready to go years ago oh because um, neil was coming i think so but you know he was digging in but now there's the there's the enormous sexual harassment um case or cases against the team um so they are they're they're buying themselves some time now i will say pe people are you know pretty critical of the name football team but it it does light a fire right that they actually have to come up with a better name this can't stick it's so bad yeah so keep your keep posted like we have been forever the vegas bets are just getting bigger and bigger around what the mascot will be they're making right. money maybe a conspiracy with vegas to make money yeah i don't know I, as, as i said a couple episodes ago i think that, that the the guy that owns all of these um, websites, you know, potential team names, he has stated publicly, I'm not going to be a barrier. So I don't think that is slowing this down necessarily. I, I just think it's, it's somewhat dysfunctional and they certainly are in a mess and, you know, they call themselves the football team. So everybody knows that the name can't stick. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, all right. A couple of the quick stories uh, in the NFL, the Kansas city chiefs, Laura have granted one of their players, starting offensive lineman Laurent Duvernay Tardif, um, the the opt out for the season due to coronavirus. And he doesn't want to play. He's too worried. Doesn't want to get sick. Well, it's actually, I, I think it's less that, but more. He just got his PhD in medicine <laughs> in March. Okay. Um. He's Canadian. He got his PhD from McGill University, I think the best university in, in Canada, I think. Um, I know it's well regarded, but yeah. he he wanted, given this pandemic, he wanted to start working right away. Wow. So he's not yet a doctor. He hasn't done his residency. I mean, he is a doctor. He's not, He doesn't have a focus, a specialization. Um, but he's a full-on doctor. And is already working in some elder care homes and hospitals, just trying to help out. So he what a is a hero. How about that? He is foregoing, and I think he is a bit, you know, concerned as well. But um, first of all, he's like 28 years old, has been a professional starting football player. <laughs> oh, and got a doctor. He's a doctor. And, and got his PhD. What yeah. a hero. Uh, what a hero. And so he, he gets $150,000 from the chiefs and gives up 2.75 million. Wow. So that's the deal. Any NFL player I think can opt out for 150 
and you donate your entire salary back or, or I don't know, you donate it, but you, you just don't get it. And then you can come back after the year if you want, yeah. I guess, if you're yeah. in shape and yeah. Yep. And wow. he's not said he will or not, but I think he loves the chiefs and I think he plans on it, but. Cool. Um, uh, the other quick story, uh, the New York Jets, Jamal Adams, um, you know, their safety who's been uh, unhappy. Uh, yeah, and you know, amazing. Probably the best safety in the league. Best safety in the league. Certainly the best player on their team. Oh, hands down their best player. Um, but they handled it wrong. That Jets owner, all that stuff coming out. Like, Jamal Adams wanted out of there anyway, and then it, like, took a nosedive. I'm, I am not surprised by one where he's going and two what happened right so a big trade announced yesterday he's going to the seahawks and the seahawks are paying dearly two first round picks and a third round pick as as well as one of their mid-level safeties so the seahawks are giving it away because they they're going all in and the jets now have two first round picks in the next, well, they have four first round picks in the next two years. Wow. And they already kind of did some rebuilding this draft. So who knows? Maybe now if there was relegation, the jets wouldn't be in the NFL. Um, As we know, like uh, we covered in in soccer (laughs) over here, but maybe the jets are going to restore themselves to some level of respectability in the next few years as they have, you know, if they can capitalize on the Jamal um, Adams trade. Wow. Well, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'm glad that they have him. But I hope that this is maybe they just think it's now or never. Like we got to make a run. I don't know. I don't know. Wilson's got years left in him. I, I'm. I don't know how how good it was. We'll see. Time will tell. But it's done. Um. Let's stick with football. I know this is a longer than normal podcast, but let's uh, do it anyway. College football. Michigan State. Laura on a 14 day quarantine. Well, yeah, along with every other college, if they were honest. I mean, like, I think, if they I think were pretty honest. much every college needs to be doing that and realizing that maybe this whole football thing right now isn't probably our best bet. Um, but I feel like your your conference, the Big Ten, is like the most vocal about everything. Like, I haven't heard a thing out of the Big 12 or the SEC. Like, the Big Ten I, is leading the way, talking about it, putting people in quarantine. Like, what what's everybody else doing? I don't know. You know, we know that the Ivy Leagues got out ahead of it. No shocker. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten then of, of the big conferences was the first, I, I think, to get their act together, or at least to put a stake in the ground. Um, and now Michigan State, one player and one staffer, uh, four days ago, five days ago, tested positive. They shut it down for 14 days. Well, um, I mean, everyone should be shut down. Literally every football team, because what, 33% of them all have it. So yeah. Way to go, uh, Michigan State, for at least keeping people safe. But I'm going to need everybody else to go ahead and shut it down when that's what happens as well. Well, and, and that's it, right? One one program or, or two or three programs can't be you know, left out to dry on this while while Alabama and LSU you <laughs> know practice 18 hours a day. Exactly. Um, uh, but there is concern now. Michigan State's a big enough program that it, it could – impact whether or not you know there could be the ripple effect right and then there'd be no football season until spring would would, is the next plan right right shut it down for the fall and then and then shoot for spring but who knows seems right with the numbers but who am i so all right let's go to major league baseball um 
Major and, and, League Baseball is back. And there's a, a we have a coronavirus angle on that as well, but it's not uh, it's not like the Michigan State. Tell us about our first Juan Soto. Thrower. Oh, oh, Fauci and Juan Soto. Those are my two. Those two things I thought were interesting. One, Dr. Fauci. I guess he's older, um, but he did play point guard in high school. They said, and somehow he managed to throw his first pitch. 20 feet left of the catcher, which was interesting. Not sure what happened on that. Watch a video. It's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, he's 79 years old, by the way. And yeah, the pitch wasn't close. Go on, though. Go on. Far left. Um, And so that was opening night, and everyone was tuned in, including me. And I was listening to sports radio before the game. Um, The game downplayed it. So Juan Soto, who's like the star of the Washington Nationals, it was a big deal in the World Series, um, tested positive for coronavirus the day of that game. And like they got the news three hours prior to the game, but he had been tested two days ago. So two days prior, he had he would have been positive and he worked out with the team. He lifted weights. He hung out, basically had the ability to infect the entire team. And they still decided then they did rapid tests right before the game started. Both came back negative but we know those have a way lower positive rate. And they thought, oh, well, those were fine. Um, We'll quarantine Juan Soto, but we'll go ahead with the game. So I'm sitting there watching the game thinking, okay, so the entire Yankees team and the entire Washington Nationals are all going to test positive and not play in the season. I mean, that's literally what could happen. It is if they follow their own rules, like Michigan State said, we're going to follow our own rules. Uh, uh, it is a bit outrageous. Now, you know, if we put ourselves in, you know, the commissioner's position and yeah, you got to go with it. I, I, it's man, you got to cancel opening night. Yeah. You, and you can't <laughs> like, you got to can't. Yeah. I, you know, I'm what the hard line approach is either you make these guidelines and follow them or you don't, you know, none of these decisions now that we've started the season are going to be easy. Right. Well, There's... no, because pretty quickly, unfortunately, with just the numbers in our country, like people are going to start getting it for the major leagues because they're not in a bubble. Right. Um, which shuts down whole teams and shuts down games. And they have a, And this commissioner was talking and saying, we have a sprint to get to 60. We cannot have rain delays, which they had in that opening game. Like we right. cannot. There's not room for error. We've got to move through these games. But I just don't know if that's going to be the case without the bubble for the major league players. I I, I don't know either. And, and either the economic situation, Laura, is going to prevail. And by that, I mean, they're just going to do what they did the other night and play anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it becomes a game of COVID-19 attrition. Whoever has the healthiest players wins the World Series. Or right, which might be every team. Which could be every team. Or they're going to end up shutting this thing down 30 games in because 70% of the league and, and I'll throw in their staffers and so on, you know, have COVID-19. I don't know. True. Um, so I'm not judging necessarily. I mean, part of me is, I guess. But I, 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 they decided to move forward with the season. It's a big decision now to start canceling. Yeah, but, it's hard. They're in a hard spot. I mean, I, I'll be interested to watch and see what happens. But um, hard certainly spot. if it gets bad enough, I, I think we'd all say you, you got to shut it down. People's health and lives are more important. Um, and, and we'll see what comes out of the Juan Soto 
uh, situation and see how many others are going to test positive. Um, uh, the last thing on Major League Baseball, dur- during the first first game, um, the Yankees and the Nationals that we've just talked about, they did take me in support of Black, Black Lives Matter, but not during the end. The two teams got together ahead of time and um, agreed to, to kneel, I think, for for 26 seconds. Am I right? I don't know. That's news um, to me. And and they they if you saw the pictures or did you saw any images, the the Yankees were on uh, the third baseline, Nationals on the first baseline. Have that backwards, and they're all kneeling and they're all tied together, not tied together, holding on to one continuous black ring. Yes, yeah, and the Rangers did that. Like I think a lot of teams took that as their how they did it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's pretty powerful. No one else is in the stadium. We know it's an empty stadium. The fields are beautiful, right? Cause they haven't been used and you have all these players kneeling in support of black lives matter. Uh, to me, very powerful images, especially when we see that most of those players are not black, but they're all there in support. Yeah, that's cool. That's true. Um, Okay, so let's move then to our final topic, and that is boxing. Laura, what's going on? Yes. I mean, this is like a dream. I'm always laughing about fights like this. So Mike Tyson is back. Oh, my goodness. Who would have thought Mike Tyson would make it back after his exciting acting in the Hangover movie? Um, You, Mike Tyson and his, his documentary about him taking care of pigeons there's been a lot of iterations of Mike Tyson and I want, I'm, he's 54, right? Yep. 54. And he's coming back and he's going to box in September. He looks great. I mean, he got in great shape. Um, he hasn't boxed since 2005, which is really something. I mean, maybe he's boxing like at local bars or wherever. I don't know what he's doing, but he hasn't had an official fight since 2005. I am, so I can't even believe it. And you know, the, the, the fight that night, they have a whole bunch of other fights happening and it's become kind of like a rodeo or a circus. They have a YouTube star fighting a ex Nate Robinson, the ex NBA player. And they plan to populate the rest of the card with people who are just kind of like one-off people as a fight. Isn't that crazy? It is. Now I, I didn't know all that. I thought, yeah, boy, what a spectacle. Um, I, I thought they were going to, I can't remember the phrase. Uh, Tyson's going to fight Roy Jones Jr., who who last fought two years ago. He's 51. Um, I, the, uh, oh, no, not a mass. Um, I can't think of the word. But, but they were going to start dropping in these um, old timers fights to as a bit of a spectacle to get people to tune in to then watch boxing now because there's been a declining viewership. I didn't know they're start they're going to get in social influence YouTubers yeah. and so on. I'm hoping Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise are finally going to get to have it out. This might be the spot. Whoa, you heard it here and you know now that you put that out there. It's going to they're going they're going to have to do it. Yeah, that's right. Well, neither neither one of them can back down. Who would win? Justin Bieber? Tom Cruise probably he's tough. Uh, I think I think it would be Cruise, but I don't know. David and Goliath. 
That's <laughs> kind of what it is. David so tune life. in, guys. This is the most exciting thing to happen to boxing in a long time. I'll be paying whatever the $100 is for paper. <laughs> it got me hook, line, and sinker. Oh, Laura, that's funny. Uh, Tyson Jones, September 12 in L.A. Yikes. Yikes. All right. What is our question of the day? Question of the day, Gary, and all of our viewers is, if you could be, for one month, any professional player in the history of time, sports professional player, who would you be? Any sport of any time. Oh, man. You know, I go back to my Steelers as, as a child. I, I loved Lynn Swan. Um, oh, I just thought he was the best and, and stalwart. I was partial to uh, wide receivers back then. Okay. Um, Staubach seemed to have just the perfect life when I was a little kid. Yeah. Right. Like all the, 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 the Hollywood seemed to move to Dallas in the seventies for, for Roger. Um, I will throw out here. One of the best all around athletes though of all time. Babe. Didrikson Zaharias. How about wow. Babe? Right? Wow. She was um, multi-talented. Shocking. Shocking choice, everyone. Did you see that coming? Uh, not in a million years. So she's the, she's the first person that comes to mind for me anymore. Once I learned about her, probably in college, um, I, She's also often in the best athletes of all time conversation. She played everything. Like she was in the Olympics for every sport, right? Like yeah. Ba ba basketball, baseball, golf, track and field. Um, golf. She won 10 LPGA tournaments, championships. 10. Wow. How about yeah. that? Well, this is a good choice. So I'm going to go with Babe. Because I, I, I think uh, she doesn't get enough press. And, and I think from an athletic standpoint, baseball, basketball, track and field, and golf, I know. And I think there's another one I'm forgetting. Um, so for me, it's Babe. How about you? Wow. Who, and you? I'm going to be the like cookie cutter standard answer. See, we, we're flipped at what people might assume we'd say. Um, I want to be Michael Jordan. I, I would just. I really thought of that. Yeah. Love. All I want in my life for the rest, all I've ever wanted is to be able to dunk. Like that's, I like dream about it. And like to be Michael Jordan and to be that dominant at a sport that I love and played in college would just be the coolest thing ever. So I, I completely agree. And I think the two, so as I said, I, I thought back to my childhood, but in recent years, it'd be Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan because they were superior, far superior um, among their peers, right? And yeah, they just waltzed into a game. They didn't have to barely stretch. No, better than everybody else. The, yeah, and I don't think there are, uh, uh, there aren't a lot of players. Well, we all know there aren't a lot of players that that can reach that level. So I completely agree with you that it it must be something to be Michael Jordan in his prime. God, I can't even imagine. Well, maybe someday we'll invent something where you can go try it out for a month. But until then, only all right. Your dreams. Well, all right, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for coming to a day in sports and Felix Cloman. What a star. Keep an eye out on that kid. Um, Gary, it's been fun. Uh, agreed, Laura. Thanks as always. Glad you brought Felix on. All right. Have a great day.
Bye.